Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com backslash the gamers advocate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Episode 8 of The Gamer's Advocate. I'm one of your hosts, Adam. I'm Sick. The cake was a lie. Oh, wait, we're not there yet. I'm Jack. Wait, we have a new co-host named Sick? Yeah, it's me, Bill. Ta-da, in disguise. What's wrong with you, Bill? I'm a little under the weather today. Yeah, but he's here. He's will not leave you guys left alone, and he's going to do his best. So excuse him if he coughs a little bit. We'll punch him every time he does. I do have a cough drop like right here on standby ready to go. Because I usually start coughing when we record anyway, even if I'm not sick. Right, or you just like take a shot every time he coughs. So, hopefully, Bill's really sick, and then you know, it'll be good for the episode and you. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would like to, before we get started, thank my friends in Noise Auction for providing the uh, intro music. It's a song off of their The Other Side album, and I love this track. It's called Simple Lie. Fantastic one, and uh, these guys are a great band. And I know I've said it before with some other bands, but they're even more fun live. Great live show. I've played uh, when I was in 8-Pound Pressure. I've played with these guys many times as well. Um, look forward to maybe playing a little more of them at the end of the show as well. Thanks, guys. Once again, we are on iTunes and Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and Google Plus and all that lovely, lovely stuff. And you can follow us and do all that wonderful things and see what's going on in the Gamers Advocate. We actually have one of our first reviews coming up soon from our very own Jack Whittington. Would you like to give a little preview? Well, if I could ever finish it and post it on the web, yes. Uh, I'm trying to review XCOM right now. I know it's a little older, you know, but it's still a good game. You should go buy it and play it and, and love it. There goes the big surprise in your review. Hooray. I think he likes it. I think I like it, Mikey. I don't know, what, <laughs> but you don't know the actual score yet. Uh, so. I know what score I'd give it, so. Right. Wow. And it's very high. Yeah. <laughs> Just like somebody here. Cough medicine. It, hey, hey, it's I saw all, you found that NyQuil. I, I bought it all legal, man. Yeah. I bought it all legal. I was just saying. Just Seriously, it was a guy at Kruger with a trench coat and a smile. He said, hey, you wanted this stuff? That's all you need. <laughs> so, yeah, now that we've reached episode eight, about two months of podcasting, we decided we want to give something back to all our loyal fans out there. So we're giving you my cold. <laughs> yes, congratulations. Ta-da. <laughs> no, we are going to be giving away a $20 gift card of your choice for doing something so simple. And Mr. William Roberts over here will explain more. Tell yep. him there, Billy. All right, I'm going to tell him now. You want me to tell him now? Ready, go. Okay. Um, what we're going to do is called a pants-off dance-off. <laughs> No, I'm kidding. We are, oh, wait. Uh, no, we are going to have a little contest of uh, people sending in their favorite gaming moment. And uh, we're going to talk about ours here in a little bit. And it can be not just something that happened in a game, but a story that has to do with gaming. Something that happened to you while playing a game. Something, I mean, if you woke up naked next to a bear while playing a game. Hello. Um, who hasn't, right? Who yeah, hasn't? Having me yesterday. Um, but we're gonna take uh, out of all the submissions, we're gonna take our favorite one and send them a twenty dollars gift card to wherever the hell they want. Yeah, and we'll also feature you on our episode, on our Facebook page, all that stuff. So yes, we will tell your story. Yes, we will. So be prepared for it. But no, we 
we just really want to start giving back because, like we've always said, this show is about the community and about you guys. And what better way to thank you than give you some money to go buy whatever the hell you want? And I, know, I know it's only twenty dollars, but it, it, it's out of our pockets, man. It's it's personal. It's from us. Yeah. And also to enter, all you have to do is either email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate dot com and let us know your your moment, or like us on Facebook, and we'll be posting a, a post tonight. And just comment below, and we're gonna look through all of these through the next week before our next show and decide a winner. Or you can send a picture of your boobs for an automatic win. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, every guy I know is going to do that. If no one sends in anything, I get the 20 bucks, so please don't send in anything. And and one other question. What's a game? Oh, look at him getting off Phyllis of Fox. It's cool. What? <laughs> Nobody's going to believe I'm not drinking on this show. I'm telling you, the, the, the day quill has it's been flowing like a fountain in here. cold medicine and Red Bull. That is it, I swear. What a and combo. a little bit of crack. A little bit. I think we're gonna have to delete the middle part of whatever that word was. I don't, you know, I don't know. Look it up on Webster's. I can do that on my Kindle Fire. Maybe that's like an urban dictionary. I don't know. Very, very urban. Who Yeah. So to give you guys just a little example of what we want from this favorite gaming moment, I'm sure you've heard me talk about this before. But for me, one of my favorite or most memorable moments was playing Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time for the first time when I was eight years old. And in the first cave, when you fight Queen Goma, there is just a big circular cavern. But I thought it was just an endless tunnel because my brightness was too low on my TV, and I literally walked around that cavern for about an hour. I don't no think no was, joking. I don't think it was just a TV that was missing some brightness there, buddy. Yeah, I think it was me. But I had some, some issues, and for some reason that stuck with me because it was one of my first moments, and it was one of the first games I really got into, so it's... It was a good one for me. How about you, Billy? Um, actually, I've got kind of two moments from the same game. And, um, well, other than Katamari Damachi making me think that I was seriously having a flashback. <laughs> Damachi? Damachi? See, I don't Damachi. care. Damachi. I don't care. Damachi. It was Super Japan Smile Fun Katamari Time Hour. See. <laughs> um, mine is for from the original Resident Evil on the PlayStation. Um, to the the gaming moment itself that got me was the very first time that zombie turns around and and then you're just like looking at it like oh that looks so cool and then you realize that thing's gonna kick your ass. Is that when you go up the stairs and then, like you turn around and he's like no. chewing on somebody? Guys, no. I played the one for the GameCube, so that was uh, no. Um, they, maybe no. The very first you go into a room and he's like eating some dude and he kind of just slowly yeah. turns his head around and you're just like what? It's on the yeah, first floor. Days. I was on the first floor? Oh, yeah. I, remember. I thought you went up the stairs. But the best the best story also from the same game, and many people will remember this, the first time going down that hallway, and you're going down, and you're just, like, looking for items, waiting, you know, to get to the end of the hallway, and the dogs <laughs> jump through the window. Okay. I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> and I had, uh, I was living with a girl at the time who was in another room, and hysterically making fun of me. Just thought it was hilarious that I screamed at a How long did she stay with you after you screamed like that? No comment. (laughs) (laughs) No. Actually, actually, I got a little payback on that because after she got done making fun of me, a little later, got back to that point, like restarted, because I I got killed by the dogs, actually. Right. And I stopped because we were laughing and all this stuff. A little later, picked it back up, let her try it. Yeah. Knowing it was coming. Right. Just waited. And when she got to that same point, she dropped the controller, said, F this, and... Uh, and then that's when she broke up with you. <laughs> no, I, no, I, I don't remember. You know, we we won't get it. I'm not going to admit it anymore. Right. 
It's all right. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I think the stairs were behind him. I don't know why I'm stuck on this. I don't know. I played the same exact thing, but okay, yeah. I got the whole layout right in my head. Right the, the big stairs, the stairs were, were up like in the behind. middle of the house. This was on the uh-huh. left side of the house where the first zombie is. There you go, left side. Were there billiards in there? Were there crows that came through the window when you're going up the stairs too? Maybe. Maybe they're dogs. No. Have I been drinking your day quill <laughs> or night quill? I think yeah. I'm an idiot. All right, moving you on. Know, How about you, know, you, Jack? Anybody you listening any? to this that knows this game is probably like, you guys are all stupid. <laughs> yeah, no. They're gonna like, they're gonna write in and be like, okay, listen, they're gonna give me like, give me the blueprints, the schematics, how you walk through it. I don't know, so I can get this thing straight. But before we dig ourselves an even bigger grave with the Resident Evil fanboys out there, <laughs> no. come on, Jack, Jack, tell us your story yeah, from what, Barbie's what? Horse Adventure. Yeah, Jack, why is it so memorable that you had to buy a Barbie and hold it with you at all times? Yeah, what Wonder Woman game were you playing? Uh. I like Barbies. <laughs> Me too. Oh, all right. Well, okay. So favorite gaming moments. I got a couple here. I just made like a list. The cake was a lie in Portal. I like just the whole part of that. But actually, the first earliest uh, gaming memory that I have was uh, getting Super Mario Brothers for Christmas. I got it from my uncle. Uh, me and my sister were so excited. We just played Super Mario Brothers over and over and over and over and over again. We beat it like eight times in a row. It was ridiculous. And now I can't even play a platformer to save my life. It's kind of weird how you go back to that. I played so long that, you know, your thumb joints on those old D-pads would just hurt so oh, yeah. bad. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was just ridiculous they, um, the amount of time we, we put in that game. Yeah, I could never do it. I, that's like my biggest gaming confession is Mario. I've been always been terrible. I'm like, do, 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 dead. Well, what you need to do is you need to trap one of those uh, shell guys, the Goombas. Um, I think it's the Goomba. What, what am I thinking about? Yeah. And then you trap them on the stairs and you get infinite lives. Uh, well, I, I, it wouldn't matter. I would still right, screw it up. The Koopas. Koopas. Dude, My wife's awesome at the game. She's awesome at Super think. Mario. She can fly Turtles. through it and I'm just Turtles. like, I just look like an idiot. Koopas. Seriously, you guys could play it blindfolded and let me sit right in front of the TV, and and you would kill me. I don't, I don't have, I don't have the the uh, Wii U one, but do they still let you Nobody bubble. Does. Bill could be the bubble the whole time. Yeah, there's, that's the same. Nobody thing. has the Wii U one. <laughs> I got oh, the Super Mario. I'm the only guy. I can't. I, can't, I, can't. I got the Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, and I like the bubble feature because if you do have someone like Bill at your house, just let, just say, stay in the bubble. Let him Be a bubble boy. <laughs> we yeah. have it on the 3DS, but yeah, that's a I suck one. at it so bad. Yeah, but actually, speaking of. Of something Jack mentioned earlier, one of my other favorite gaming moments was probably when my brother Andrew got an Xbox for the first time, because growing up, he didn't really like video games all that much, but he finally got into Call of Duty World at War, and was, like, obsessed with the zombies, and, like, he loved Halo, and, like, I just, I don't know, I remember one Hanukkah, he got, he got Xbox, and we played together, and it was like, oh my god, this is awesome, actually having Andrew there, so it's, that was another great moment. That's a that's also a great moment for me, uh, Halo at least. I was kind of, I started out before Adam, I'm a little older, I'm an old guy now, but when Halo came out, it like changed gaming for me, it, like rejuvenated me for gaming, and uh, I couldn't get enough of that game when it came out, and one of the best moments I think is when you're jumping to get to the longbow at the end of the game, you finally beat it, and you're escaping, and you're like, you did it, and that's awesome. And also the the library was was really cool in there. Right on. Oh, I can add one more too. Um, I remember this one time these two uh, co-hosts that I'm with uh, put up a video of me getting my ass kicked by a cat in Far Cry 3, and they oh, put it, it on beautiful. YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. Yeah, check that out. Uh, me trying to uh, shoot a cat without any ammo in the gun, not once but twice with the same gun, and then getting killed. That was awesome. Yeah, Bill says he can't play uh, platformers, but I've seen him see shooters, and I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, ah. Uh, I'm a, I'm average at football. 
He can play. He can play a mean game of football, and he kicks my butt at strategy. We played Civ, and uh, I got destroyed. So, if anybody out there, if anybody you out there like have Civilization Revolution, nobody will play with me. I know. Give Bill a shout out because he is looking for people to destroy. And and I'll throw it out there because I'm cool like that. Um, I'm not cool at all. (laughs) My gamer tag is Woody Hayes, and it's W zero zero D Y space. H A Y E Z Z. That's cool. Was it taken or something, or you just not know how to spell? <laughs> it's called a seizure, and it's not funny. <laughs> no, it was uh, the correct spelling. Obviously, was taken. But no, I was playing football with a bunch of guys, so I picked a legendary coach's name, and then screwed up the spelling really bad. Oopsies. <laughs> so, any other favorite gaming moments for you guys that you can think of? No, I'll, I'll throw out uh, something for the PC games right there. I know we don't we don't give them enough love, but uh, I beat Uber Diablo. In Diablo 2. Just me and a friend of mine. That's insane. We were in Act 5. We just killed one of the bosses. And they're one of the mini-bosses. Um, the name escapes me right now. But anyways, we were down there. It's where you open up the portal and you get, like, the bounty hunter chick back. It's, like, Nathalaki's temple or something like that. Anyways, Uber Diablo showed up right after we beat him. And uh, it was me as a necromancer and my buddy as a sorceress. And it took it took, like... <laughs> It took, like, a freaking forever to beat him. I mean, when I say forever, I mean, like, a couple hours to beat him. And we were swapping in and out characters to get him down the way we had to get strategies together. You get the static field going. We had bodies down there, corpse explosion. I was a summoner at the time. I'd get, like, 30 freaking skeletons to come in at, at the portal at once so it'd surround him. Uh, it was pretty ridiculous, but we killed him, and it was it was one of the best PC uh, gaming moments that I've had. Yeah, also for me, I, I just remember one of my friends, Jesse, who has actually done our logo and is working on some music for us, stay tuned, one-stop panda drop, he's the man, uh, we, he got Half-Life 2 for his PC, and like I'd never seen it before, and I've never really had a gaming PC or anything like that, but I just remember going over to his house and just watching Half-Life 2 for the first time, and it was just, oh my god, that game was incredible for its time. Even today, it like holds up so well. I think, wasn't it rated like one of the best games of... Oh yeah, the, the decade or something. Yeah, right. I mean, it's oh, it's incredible. <laughs> well, yeah, well, big deal. I used to have a Commodore sixty four, and I had Spy Hunter. <laughs> That's uh, impressive. I don't care. Yeah, but I actually, I actually went out and bought a PC after that just to play that game. I mean, it was it was that good. And one other uh, favorite gaming moment that I did have: Mass Effect three, uh, the, the gold level challenges. Me and like three other guys. Those are so ridiculously challenging. They are ridiculously hard, and with the new map updates with the multiplayer, I mean the map's even harder. And they have a level above the gold level challenge. But we, you know, I don't know if we're gonna do that. But anyways, we had me and three of the guys I played with all the time on Mass Effect. We get strategies together, like okay, you get in this way and the door, and you know, the whole thing planned out. And it took us a couple tries. I don't know if we're just bad gamers or whatnot, but I was really excited when we beat the first first gold level challenge in that game that was right in the beginning before any of the expansions came out or any of the new characters or anything like that but uh, that was pretty awesome we we got pretty super excited where y'all going towards a goal and you finally reach that goal and you make it it's it's really great those are those are definitely great moments so there's a little example of some of our favorite gaming moments so like i said you want to win a 20 dollar gift card let us know send us email to podcast at thegamersadvocate.com or like us on Facebook and then comment below on the post that we post tonight about this this uh, contest. And the best story is going to win. And we're going to send whatever you want, whatever choice, as a way of saying thank you for listening and participating. And we hope to hear from a lot of you guys out there. 
or don't because I want that twenty bucks. Yeah, don't let Jack win, please. Don't let Jack get it. He will spend it on the dumbest crap. Hey, Barbie horse adventure doesn't pay for itself. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. People might be giving that one away. Uh, so anyway, let's kind of jump into what we've been doing and playing since our last show last week. How about you, Jack? Anything exciting? Uh, I just got back on the actually Mass Effect Three multiplayer wagon uh, with the new expansions. They're all free. I mean, I can't believe how much of the of the expansions are given away for free. Usually, Halo would would tax you for every single one. Especially, I don't know now with the new one, it's yeah, not as buddy. bad. But usually, yeah, it's not. Oh, oh it's not as you bad. You even played it? They're giving them free about? stuff. What do you, you even know? Spartan Ops, all Spart- free, <laughs> all free. I was just saying before, uh, it used to be like oh, Halo uh, 2 and 3. They would come out, it seemed like map packs every week, and then, you know, you'd have to buy it. And it, it was kind of a pain, especially your friends who had it, you didn't. Yeah, blah, it's either blah, you blah, buy it or you go play by yourself. Exactly. I mean, pretty much. But uh, that was pretty awesome. And then my brother actually played uh, Halo 4. And he just got right back on the wagon. Halo Halo's like riding a bike. You get back in it, destroy some people in multiplayer, feel good about yourself. <laughs> So that sounds pretty exciting. I actually had a pretty busy weekend. Um, I saw Les Miserables, or The Miserables, as you Americans like to call it. Bless you. <laughs> and I also saw Django Unchained. The D is silent. It is. Uh, they were both excellent movies. My mother is a singer, and she sings all those songs. So I grew up on some Broadway and all that stuff. So it's it was it was a good movie. Like Some of the singing was like Hugh Jackman and Russell Crowe. Not the greatest singers, but Anne Hathaway knocked it out of the park. I guess she was really good. Some people are like, I, love I thought her. this was a gaming podcast. Hey, we can talk about whatever we want, so just go your jets. Yeah, I exactly. love Anne Hathaway. No, she like she is incredible in this movie. Not in it for as long as I expected, but I didn't even know her performance was great. I know, it's impressive. And, and, but Django, it was on yeah. pace to probably be one of my favorite movies in a very long time, but a little too long. little too long. Oh, Quentin. Yeah, he just he dragged it on a little bit too too much, but the first half and oh, some of the characters like I don't know you guys have seen Inglorious Bastards with uh, Christoph Waltz who is like that crazy German guy like the calm but evil German he's in it but he he plays the same character but he's kind of a good guy so you're rooting for him and he's just he's incredible I mean he makes that movie it's it's so awesome is Leo awesome in it yeah Leo is he's awesome but he's kind of a very racist plantation owner and. You don't really like them that much. Yeah, I, I was going to say, one other side note. If you're not a fan of the N-word, do not go see this movie. Yeah, it's, it's pretty... Well, I'm I mean, they don't hold... I mean, it's, I guess it's, it's true to the time period, but it's yeah, they don't really hold back with any of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is set in, the, I guess, the right context, I guess, but, but just, just a warning. Yeah, just be prepared. I mean, it's it's a funny movie, and it's, it's there's an action, and it's enjoyable, but it's it gets pretty dark. I mean, it, it's, he doesn't really hold back with some of the worst aspects of that time period. I'm okay with Dark. I can't wait for the Evil Dead remake. I can't wait. Bring it on. I don't even see it. What is that even about? I like. I don't even, <laughs> even see the first one. Uh, it's about people go like the whole cabin in the woods type thing. But it was the first one was done before that was a real cliche anyway. And uh, basically the main character gets possessed and all hell breaks loose and demons loose in there. And it, it, you just got to see it, man. It's yeah. nuts. It sounds pretty good. The yeah. second one was funnier than scary, but yeah, but also I just want to mention that we actually got an email from a fan named Tiffany who mentioned that we don't give enough PC love. And I just want to say something to all you PC lovers out there. that <laughs> We don't have one. Yeah, exactly. We don't really have a gaming PC. And we'd love to get more into that and talk about it more. But, yeah, unfortunately, we're more console guys. But she, would, she actually timed that email very well because I got into a game called Don't Starve. 
this weekend. It's made by Clay Entertainment, people who made, I don't know, Mark of the Ninja, which is an incredible XBLA game, and Shank. And it's it's such a good game. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Minecraft. I mean, you you wake up, and there's this guy talking to you, talking some mumbo-jumbo, and he leaves. And then you're just there, standing. There's no tutorial. There's no anything. You just get your, your stuff, and you walk around. And you have to harvest. You have to try and get food. You have to chop down trees to make fire. And there's a day and night cycle, and there's always there's a little stomach circle on the top right that always goes down, and you have to find food or you're going to die. Like the title <laughs> says, don't start. Farmville for the criminally insane. It's got like a Wind Waker art style. I know Adam was showing it to us here before we started, and uh, he died. I did. I got the day, I got the day 20. <laughs> so did the computer. The game died, too. I was, I, was, I, was thinking all, I was thinking all day, like, I'm going to show them this game, but I'm going to die. Like, I have this bad feeling that I'm not going to make it. And, of course, I didn't make a fire, and I got destroyed by something. In the Nostradamus got it right. Yeah. Yeah. I know um, that it was funny that Windows 8 in the game locked up. I mean, that's also the reason why I'm not a PC I think game. it was the game, but no. We're not talking about Windows 8. We can't, we can't let Bill's, Bill's bet come true that we talk about it five more times. <laughs> but no, it's, it's really cool because it's, it's all about exploring, and then you have a science machine that you can research the things you find and craft better things and go hunting. And it's just it's very, very like unique art style, and it's just, it just makes you want to play over and over and over again. Murder rabbits. Yeah, you can. I will, uh, in the interest of full disclosure, I know console games do crash and you do get kicked off Xbox Live and whatnot all the time, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, but this game is, uh, it's in beta right now. It's coming out, I think, in March, but if you go on Steam or their website, you can get it for eleven ninety nine, and then you get, you actually get access to the beta and the full game, and you get a, a free code to give to a friend or something, so it's, it's really nice. It's, I highly, highly recommend it. It does look yeah. really cool, actually. I was pretty impressed. And Steam is awesome. It's about time Valve did something right. Oh, wait. Yeah, they do everything, <laughs> right? <laughs> how, how about you, Bill? Anything? Oh, wait. I just want to uh, say that we lost a dear, dear friend yes, this we week. Did. Bill. It was really tough. I hate Bill. Um, you know, it's... What? I don't know what's going on. Trying to be a parent in this world is very difficult, and uh, unfortunately I had to put my PlayStation Vita up for adoption. <laughs> We have the Will It Blend video on on YouTube. Um, no, we don't. No, I uh, traded in with a couple uh, games and got a Kindle Fire HD. Better games than the Vita. Ouch. Um, and I love it. I actually was down sick all weekend, so it was perfect. I read an entire book watching while watching playoffs. And uh, this thing's pretty awesome, man. I know, um, just for validation, I just saw the new, new issue game uh, Informer, and they said the Vita was one of the bigger disappointments. It's a very powerful system, like we said, but just underutilized. Hey, when when the games that I really want to play on it come out for it, I have no trouble buying a new one at a discounted price. Yeah, and I like. I mean, if you've listened to our, if you listen to our show before, you know that I am a big proponent of the Vita because I think I can't think I've kind of figured out why Bill didn't like it is because some of my interests, like I love the Final Fantasy games. I love Final Fantasy seven, eight, nine, and having them on the Vita is just incredible to play with. And I don't play the Vita all that much, but I mean, I have PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. I had Uncharted. I had Gravity Rush. I had the new Assassin's Creed. And it's just so nice to play those games whenever you want and have all that stuff. And it's just, it's the perfect system for me because when my girlfriend's watching a show or if if I'm just laying in bed, it's so nice to play those games for like an hour here, an hour there. And I don't know, maybe just Bill wasn't a fan of those games that came out. But for all you listening out there, don't don't take it as, that the system is dead. Like it, it has issues and it is very disappointing. But 
there is life stuff out there, and I'm hoping that this year is going to bring a lot more to it. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm playing Angry Birds Star Wars HD right now with my Kindle right here while we're doing this. I got a question. What's a proponent? (laughs) Oh, that's what makes the airplane go. In the front, it spins around. What's an airplane? Uh, It's what makes you get across the water. Are you sure that zombie was on the first floor? <laughs> I'm absolutely positive, man. Jack, go back you to go the left, cage. there's a big dining room right. area. And it's then a you nice go into cinematic, room, right? He like, like turns a, up, he's like eating a dude. It's like a little library. There's off. like a love seat in the back of him. Settle down. All right. <laughs> it's a little library that's off to the left of right. the dining room area. Right. In I know, that room, I am retarded. And then there's a hallway down Is there. Is there a typewriter there where you use your little inky thing to save it right No, I think it's way too early for the typewriters. The typewriter's in the main hallway by the stairs. Right. We're cutting this convo short. Someone email us and tell us who wins, please. Sick of hearing these two talk. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so we're gonna move yeah. on. I can't wait for all these people to be like, "It's not on the second floor, Jack." <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna turn over to our news section, and the first story is, it's a very sad one, but it's it's also something that just touches the soul and the heart because it's so good to Ugh. see that there's people in this world who are still willing to do great things for people. This is one of the saddest things and one of the coolest things I've ever heard. I think it's cool you see the power of the people in action here. Yeah, seriously. So. There, there was this, this guy named Daniel Kraft. He was 41 years old, and I think he was a filmmaker or something like that, and he was terminally ill with cancer. He's a huge Trekkie, Star Trek fan, and he really, more than anything, wanted to see Star Trek Into Darkness, which comes out May 17th of this year, but he just knew that he wasn't going to make it. So on Reddit, <clears throat> there was a member named Idiot or something. He posted a message asking the community to help make a wish come true. So the director, J.J. Abrams from Lost Fame, which is one of my favorite shows of all time, heard, and he reached out to Daniel and let him see the the cut that they have now of Star Trek Into Darkness. So he got to see the final, or not the final version, but the whole story and everything like months before this came out because people were responding to this and made a man's wish come true. And unfortunately, he did pass away on January 5th just days after seeing it but it's just oh, it's it just warms your heart that there's people like even the big stars can come down to earth and make a wish come true i think it's awesome uh reddit's a great site and i think it's bittersweet that uh you know people can come together do something great um it was a classy move all right. the way around and who who wouldn't want to see star trek oh i love the first one right um fantastic and this one uh, the trailer looks awesome but i mean i i would look at it if i was in that position I would be wanting to hear any tracks I could off the upcoming Tool album, and if, if I got the chance to hear that even just one time, I, I would be. I, that, I can't. How awesome that would be! Yeah, it's just, I mean, if, if you turn on the news or something, all you see is just bad news and people dying and people getting hurt and the Being economy dicks. sucks and all that stuff. And it's just, it's so nice to see a story like that of someone going out of their way to make something happen that like never happens. I mean, you can't let people see movies like this, really, but it, people were heard, people rallied, and it happened. And it's good to see that there's people in Hollywood that don't just ignore stuff like that, that actually thought about it, cared about it, and did something about it. Yeah, J.J. Abrams, cool cat in my yep, book. Absolutely. You can bring back Lost now, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the next topic is about... So CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, has started in Las Vegas, and all these big announcements are going to come out. But one that kind of caught my eye from a gaming perspective is the NVIDIA Project Shield. It's an Android-based tablet, in a sense, 
but it's connected to a controller that kind of looks like an Xbox controller. And you can you can make it so you can play all the Android games from the Google Play Store, but also you can stream your games installed on your PC to this 5-inch screen that's connected to the controller. So you can play Half-Life 2 or Portal or any of these games right on a controller with a screen anywhere in your house. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. I uh I'd look into that. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it doesn't cost too much. The only thing with also PC gaming, I'm tired of slamming it. I really am. I used to use Steam all the time, but I'm poor. You know, PCs are expensive, and I am poor. And Windows 8 does not make me want to get a new PC. I got a question about it though. Um, if it's playing like all these PC games from Steam, right? But it's got an Xbox controller. What about if you want to play a game like Civilization? Like one of the PC versions, can you do that? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be kind of by a case by case basis where the their developer will have to kind of plan for it. So, so maybe no. Civ won't do it. But you have you have to have a PC anyway. So this is kind of just you can play with a controller anywhere in your house, different things like that. That's pretty. That's still pretty cool. You could probably set up a different shell or partition it maybe, and then run Windows on a different section. Of uh, whatever that means. It is Android based, so I, I know I said something. Go about Apple. <laughs> Or yeah, or just go Apple and just forget about everything. I just had an apple. It was a Fuji. It was not. It bad. was delicious. Uh, Bill gave me one too. Uh, yummy. I like the Fuji apples. I like fruit. Speaking of Apple, I actually backed my first Kickstarter last weekend. It's a company called Wincase, and it's a iPhone case that has. Hell. Yeah, it's got five days left, and there's sixty thousand left. But I think it's a really good idea. It is. I'm just glad Adam's going to give you guys this twenty dollars instead of backing like a terrible thing. <laughs> it was thirty five dollars. No, it's a. No, iPhone, I think it's a cool. Yeah, thing. it's an iPhone case that has no batteries or anything. It just snaps on, and it's got four buttons, like metallic buttons on each side, like a D-pad type thing, and buttons. And you can play all your games with buttons, like actual controls, which is what Bill and me talked about, why Grand Theft Auto and different games like that aren't very good because there's no analog stick. But this kind of def- like defeats that purpose because there's actual buttons. buttons. I, got, I got buttons. I got four buttons on my shirt. Give me 35 bucks. Boom. There you go. <laughs> no, it's, it's a, it's you a cool idea. You got put thumb on your buttons. <laughs> Don't touch my buttons. I need paid first. <laughs> yeah, but if, if you like that idea, check it out. It's called Wincase and... It just it needs a lot of support because I like ideas like that because it'd be really fun to play a game like Grand Theft Auto or something with a case that just is not very intrusive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The case is great. Okay, moving on. Microsoft buys R2 Studios. Oh, uh, what? Hey, <laughs> don't don't even tell a joke right now. <laughs> I was gonna tell an R2D2 joke. I was gonna say C three Star Wars. C <laughs> three. You don't even know what you're gonna that say. Was that Bill can't even talk. He's so high on Nightcore right I was now. Gonna I was gonna say C three three. Come off the ra- I'm gonna, I was going to say CP3 is going to be pissed. What the? It's C3PO. I know it is. They're so drunk. Anyways, You're drunk. I'm, I'm a banana. I'm a banana. I'm a banana. All right. If you don't get that reference, then I don't care. All right. It's supposed to be knife or banana. Knife or banana. Juice. It's from Tosh. Well, man. I'm half deaf, half stupid, so, you know. And apparently you're a banana. Hey. So how about this R2 Studios, Jack? All right, maybe Adam should jump in because I don't no call idea him Jack. Call him Loaf Hanging Fruit. Loaf Hanging Fruit. Why are we talking about fruit all day? It's like bananas, apples. I don't know. 
I got anyway, R2 Studios, <laughs> gentlemen. <laughs> it's a startup company that Microsoft just purchased, and they're working on creating technology <laughs> to allow different medias to be died. displayed and distributed on TVs. Oh, I died. And like, they're also developing an app for Android where you can control your lights and your heat. And so, I mean, they're just another good tech startup that Microsoft wanted to swoop up. And they're, I think they're just on their next step to making that console, whatever the next one is, Xbox 720 or whatever it's called, the ultimate home console. Are we really at the point where we have to turn up the heat from our phone and turn on lights and I stuff? Mean, yeah, they have stuff where you can set your alarm, you can, open, you can start your car. They got some crazy apps out there. My Back in my day, you actually had to flick a switch to turn on a light. That's so last year. Back in my day, Grandpa, you used to do things. But guess what? We got phones for that now. Haven't you ever seen Wally, where like all the people become fat because they don't do anything? That's oh where we're going. God, it how, started. how is that a bad thing? I want to like drink Slurpees or like Slurpee... Uh, hamburgers. That'd be delicious. Yes, Wally is amazing. So, I kind of included this. <laughs> He's like, shut up, Jack. Yeah, shut up. Moving on. You're done. No. We can plant pizzas. You're still done. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, wait, banana, wait, wait, wait. Wait, plant pizzas? For real? Pizza tree. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be awesome. So, the reason I included this story, not to talk about bananas, is to say what more can we want from our consoles? They already play our games. Mate, we can watch shows. We can surf the internet. It'll cook us dinner. It can do all these things. What else could we want from a console? Hey, hey, hey! They're not easy bake ovens yet. Uh, not till E3. Uh, uh, yeah, there's I, a countdown. I there's think, a countdown. I think Bill said this before. The PS3 is a Foreman grill, so I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> it's it's true. You got the bun warmer up there. That's delicious. I am the bun. It knocks out the fat. I don't know if you knew that. So I don't know. I think for I, no, kind of I for the read. next the next Xbox, I think the biggest problem is. Like I mean, I, I have a smart TV, so it's much easier to just hit the internet button than to start up the Xbox, start Netflix, do all these things to start those things. So I'd love, I love like a much easier way to watch TV, watch your cable, start your Netflix, where I don't really feel like I have to wait that extra 10 seconds because hitting buttons a lot of time. is a bitch, isn't it? I have nothing against smart devices because I'm dumb. So if they want to be smarter, even if I don't use all the features, I want it to be like, hey, device, I want to do this thing. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, and then it like starts, you know, Batman Begins. Dude, I'm way too much of a four-year-old. Or the Dark Knight Rises. That's to, also good. To have like, I can, it's not even cool for me to have Siri. It is hilarious to fight with Siri. If you're like three sheets to the wind for all <laughs> you youngins, that's being drunk. Um, and you want to fight with Siri, it's a good time. Let's just say she will win, though, guaranteed. She's pretty pretty sharp. Or she'll make you search the internet. She does that a lot. Right. That's when she doesn't want to talk to you anymore. She's like, I don't know, whatever. Go search the internet. But seriously, I, I do have a smart TV. 90% of the functions that it can do haven't even touched or messed with yet. But it's cool that you have those features, though, right? I mean, uh, you can, like, check, I mean, like cool. hey, check out this, cool people. We friends. can, like... S being the videos. <laughs> I just I like having it for Netflix and sometimes yeah. if we're having people over having Pandora on the TV's nice so you can That's just cool. play music through your speakers through your TV. Three D's awesome. Yeah, three D is great. Even though Nina doesn't like your three D. She likes finding Nemo on three D. That turned out really well. Yeah, so well I mean this this news there's not too much news right now what they're doing for Microsoft, but it'll be interesting to see and see where consoles go and what they try and do to invade our lives even more. It's it's more the better and, and unless there's something comes out called Skynet, and then I'll start to worry. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. We were warned about that. So before we move on to our next topic, we're going to take a minute to thank our sponsors. For you, the listeners of The Gamer's Advocate, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. And today, 
since Bill's sick. I'm going to come in and rescue him, and I'm going to give you guys a recommendation. The Terror by Dan Simmons. Dan Simmons, he's a, he's a really cool author. He writes a lot of books that have some historical connection and some truth, but he kind of takes a spin on them. So this book called The Terror, it kind of follows a gentleman by the name of Sir John Franklin. He actually was an Englishman back in the 1800s, and he was a captain of a ship called The Terror. And the Terror and Erebus went on a journey to the Northwest Passage. They got stranded because they hit some icebergs and some pack ice, and they couldn't go anywhere. So everybody died. But Dan Simmons kind of goes into that, and he adds a little bit of supernatural... Jesus Christ, read him the whole book. No, this is info you can find on Wikipedia. This is, this is not the real story. The real story is about he takes a spin and adds some supernatural stuff and kind of deals with people surviving in the harshest conditions in the middle of the Arctic. That does sound like a pretty cool book, actually. Um, and and uh, being a recent Kindle Fire HD owner, I love the feature where you can buy a book, add the professional narration at a discounted price, and go back and forth between reading and listening. Uh, you can be reading, get in your car, drive somewhere, listen to it in the car, listen to it on the way back get back home and start reading again, and it keeps your place all the time. That is so cool. Yeah, and it's called WhisperSync, so look for it. It's awesome. To download your free audiobook, like The Terror, or another book, go to audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate. Again, that's audibletrial.com backslash thegamersadvocate for your free audiobook. And now back to our show. Welcome back, everyone. Our next topic is about Bill and Jack's favorite console of all time, Nintendo Wii U. Hey, uh, wake me up when you're done with this. <laughs> yeah, wake, wake me up when I'm you're totally done being positive, because the then I'm just going to bash everything. To all the Nintendo fans out there, um, I really do want to take a quick second to say I really do hate it. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's bad. I'm kidding, I don't. I just, uh, not a lot of the big title games are the ones that I'm personally into, but I definitely recognize it as a very strong and, and, th- and really cool system. I think, uh, to be along with Bill, I think I set the bar so high for Nintendo because it was so great back in the day. It was like the first experience I had and it was awesome and like was nothing guy. else would well, you're old. Yeah. Yeah, but this this isn't terrible. so much this isn't so much about the games necessarily as about the hardware. People have found out that like some people have already traded in their Wii U, it was probably Bill and Jack, and people <laughs> who buy these used consoles are are fi- <laughs> they're finding out that they have a free some free games on there, but they're not from Nintendo. See, what happens when you purchase a game from the eShop on the Wii U's yeah, console, You get that game is tied to the system. So some person wound up by having Trying to and Nano Assault Neo for free because this game was acquired. But that's a problem because if, let's say, I traded mine, or let's, let's, yeah, let's say I traded mine in because it broke or something. Even if it broke, not even trading it in, and I bought another console, I can't get that game back because they're tied to the console. So I don't know what Nintendo's thinking, and I'm sure they're going to change this soon, but that's that's a big problem. I mean, things crash. You know, my my original Xbox 360, 360 crashed. I was able to transfer the hardware, the hard drive information from the old one to the new one, which was fine. You know, I'm upset that they didn't put the proper cooling in there uh, for the chipset. I lost Anyways, three of them. Yeah, well, see, there I you go. I lost two. Right. I'll, I could bash Microsoft and Xbox, too. I'll bash anything. How about, well, how about Windows 8? Windows 8. Hate it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, back to Wii U Call bashing them. Brick. Right. Uh, so I mean, there are flaws. I mean, I mean, nothing's perfect. But the reason why we're bringing this up is the fact that uh, this is a dangerous step. I think, at least for me, uh, back in the day, you know, 
and now used games were the thing. I mean, you'd rent them, you'd get them that way. Well, now with digital downloads, they're locking them up with the systems themselves. Um, so everyone has to buy them. It, it just limits sharing the way they're doing it with like just having it on that console only. So, okay, hey, someone got a, a used Wii U, right? Oh, they get free games themselves. Well, the original purchaser doesn't have that stuff anymore. So... I think that sucks. But he wouldn't be able to sense. but he wouldn't be able to play it anyway because he doesn't have a Wii U. No, but let's say let's say it broke or something and he bought another one. Like how I mean I'm oh, sure there geez. might be a way to transfer yeah. it, but like if if you're you get screwed. They should have it just like uh just like iTunes like an account where it's yeah. like yeah. logged oh, in. I agree. Like, exactly. They're not exactly doing that. Be. They're not doing that. Exactly. And that, you know, it comes up later, uh we're just gonna wrap this together here, is PlayStation's uh patent. Now, um, the article's on the website, so check that out. Adam wrote that. It's a good article. The thing is, Sony is going to have the game and the console know what's going on, basically. So when you put the game in, it's going to have an ID tag, and when that tag is read by the console, those things are linked together. So that game can't be used with any other console or anything like that. So That's bullshit. You're basically That's straight up bullshit. It's crazy. Like GameStop, goodbye. You know why they got into like iPad and hardware use stuff is because they know this is coming, and this patent proves it. And also with Wii U moves, I know publishers, developers, they got to get more money, all that stuff. They gotta, they gotta, because used games. I mean, we'll say, okay, a new game comes out. Well, there's a price drop. There is a price drop pretty quick. I, I get that, but this is kind of. It looks like it's headed for the extreme pretty fast. Huge mistake. Huge mistake for the industry if they do it. And this whole thing, like, and the, the the real thing you have to remember about this is this conversation is not, like, the, the used games going away. It's not an if. It's a when. Because the, you see trends. You see all these games going to digital download, day one download. Sony's really pushing that. And these are coming to the front because publishers and developers are getting killed by GameStop and Best Buy because GameStop, let's say they get a Devil May Cry comes out next week. Let's say someone doesn't like it and they sell it the week after. GameStop is going to turn around and sell that game for $55, and they get all the profit. Like, the developer doesn't get anything. Well, I mean, yeah, but they they gave whatever the trade-in value was. They're making an investment on the game, too. They're basically buying the game from them at a cheap price. To well, they're buying it for 30 I mean, you're, it's, like, it's like a used car lot. It's basically what yeah. it is. I mean, you're are, are you're holding next to no more used cars. You get it for the convenience and for them holding it, and they have overhead and stuff like that. I mean, there's a used market uh, for basically everything, but uh, you know, now with digital downloads, I mean, you don't have anything tangible that you can yeah, track. I, I think I think that like I, in all honesty, that GameStop or Best Buy might be in a sense digging their own graves. Yeah, I mean, I know they're they're working with iPads and doing all these things, but. If they would just go to these developers and try and cut some deal where they get some of the cut from these used games, because once, once like the next, let's say not this Xbox, but the <laughs> Xbox next next Xbox and the next next PS3, when they are all digital, I mean, what are you gonna do at GameStop? Like you're done. I mean, I guess they could do that, and they could have some kind of negotiation, but. Why have a little piece of the pie when you can have the whole thing? I mean, they created There won't be any pie left once this is over. You know what, though? I I, I don't support the developers on this because it's not like everybody's just going in and buying, looking for that game that's $5 cheaper. A lot of times when people go get those used games, myself included, they're going and trading in a few games and getting that extra trade-in value. And they may trade in two or three games just to get that one they really want and not have to pay any money for it. In fact, that's how I got my Kindle Fire. I traded in the PS uh, Shitty or Vita and uh, some games that. Isn't it? 
And did I? In fact, I put twelve dollars in, got a twenty-five dollar gift card with it. Came out thirteen bucks ahead. Yeah, know? and I mean, I can understand that. I'm not necessarily against used games because I understand people don't have that much money, and it is an expensive hobby to have. But I do trade games in, but I exclusively buy new. Because, yeah, I'll trade in to kind of make that price cheaper and stuff, but I'm going to give that money to the developer. Like, I'm going to get that, support that developer so I can get another game from them. Because if not, like, that's why THQ and all these companies are having such problems, because people aren't supporting these games. And the used games market is just killing them. If you want people to support the games, and and I'm going to give you a good analogy of why I feel this way. If you want those people to support those games, those it's up to those developers first to support those gamers. And I'll give you a perfect example of this. Uh, as you guys know, I've played music for years and years. Um, did an album with 8-Pound Pressure. We put a lot of our own money into that. We put every penny we made at shows into getting this album done. We spent several thousand to do this album. I've never made a penny off of it, and I couldn't care less. All I wanted to do was get it in people's hands. Those gamers will do the same thing. If a game is good and they let their buddy borrow it, and they can play it on their system, which Sony wants to try to stop. You know, how many times have we let each other borrow games, and that person might go out and buy that game? In fact, I believe you went out and bought Far Cry after seeing it, right? Yeah, of course. You may not have bought that if you didn't see how awesome it was. That word of mouth is such a big thing for this industry, and if they kill that to where people have to buy it for themselves to find out, they're going to make a huge mistake. Yeah, no, I can agree with that, and I do disagree with this thing Sony is patenting, because that's ridiculous. Like, you, you want to go over to your friend's house and play a game and do that, but what I am saying is about used games, because you're saying, yeah, you, you made, you're in a band and you made music and things like that, but the video game industry and making a game is cost millions and millions of dollars. And, like, it, the prices are only getting higher with every step in the next generation. And, like, costs get higher and higher and higher. And when the companies don't get the money that they deserve and that they have worked for, they won't be able to make the games that we want. Well, here's the other side to that. Like I said, if some, and, and this happened many times. People came up to me and said, yeah, so-and-so burned me a copy of your guys' CD. I hope that's okay. And I would always say, absolutely, it's cool, because I know that person if they're taking that CD, even if they got it for free, and, and you guys know I end up giving away more than I sold anyway, that person is going to be more likely to want to go to a show and spend the money to get into a show and buy a t-shirt and stuff. And the same thing with games. If that person gets that game, even if the de- developer that sold the game to begin with doesn't get to sell it a second time because maybe he only bought it because he could get it cheap, that guy might go buy the DLC that goes with it. That guy might go buy the next game that that company makes because of it. And they're still going to make that investment into that gamer. And if they support that gamer, eventually that gamer will support those games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I know they're you know they're having financial difficulty and stuff like that, but and, and the game prices are going to go up. And, and games are expensive. I mean, it, it was never easy when I was a kid to buy games. Even now, you know, you got to plan plan wisely uh, to to buy a game. Uh, I think so. I I don't know. I don't like the way this is going. I just enjoy games and sharing it with other people, letting them borrow stuff, having them check it out. Usually, people who borrow stuff, they usually go out and buy the game. I mean, oh yeah, and I, I completely agree with that. And I like this isn't this isn't this isn't <laughs> yeah. our devil's advocate segment. So I'm not really taking a side. Like I, obviously, you can tell what side I'm on, but I agree with a lot of these points. And I I really hope. And I and in fact, I kind of predict this will happen. If Sony does this, I and and it comes out that they're going to do this before the system's released, I I hope and pray that Microsoft is smart enough to kick back and do the exact opposite and say we're not going to do that. And if they do, and whichever company does it, if Nintendo were to do it, Microsoft, Sony, whichever company doesn't jump on board with this, they will own the next generation because the gamers, 
they're not stupid. The people out there aren't dumb, and they know that the company that's looking out for them is a company they're going to support. And you will see a lot of PS3 or PS fanboys jump on board with Microsoft over this issue alone. Yeah, I, I think you're definitely right. I think uh, just availability, and it's, it's about cost, and it's about owning something. And if you can't, you can't take it with you, and you can't share it with others. I mean, I think that really cuts into no. what what gaming's about. And I, I won't buy one. I will right. not buy a PS4 if this is the case. I right. If they it. lock up everything, it's yeah. just like it won't happen. It, it's like freezing up all your investments in one thing. And if that thing fails, and if they don't tie it to like a login or something, and you lose like a whole library of games, I mean, come on, stuff fails. Hard drives fail. Systems fail. Uh, this is this is getting ridiculous. I think. Yeah. I mean, I think I think it should be something where it's tied to your like your PSN ID, where you can log in on a friend's console and do it. Because, I mean, that's a different step. That's saying you can still take it if it's actually you. I still don't like that, though. I mean, I, I it would I be like a it. compromise like to a point. as much as having, like, a free game. Yeah, yeah but, like, but like I said, the, like this is coming. Like, we've already seen this with online passes. We see these with going to digital downloads. Like, the developers and the publishers do have this power and that they can distribute their games how they want. And once people have enough reach and have enough ability to get these games online, they're going to say, screw you, GameStop. We don't need you anymore. Yeah, I mean, seriously, though, just you just brought up online passes. I mean, you're getting the people buying the used games. If they want to play online, which 90% of them do, they're going to spend the extra 10 bucks for an online pass. You're getting that out of them. And like we talked about, the DLC and stuff, they're still going to get a lot of money out of those people. I, I really think that it's a lot of developers that are making good money are some of the biggest proponents of this. And that really kind of pisses me off, to be honest. Right. I mean, look what happened with uh, Battlefield 3. I mean, look at all the, the packs and the season pass. Those were pretty expensive. I mean, that was another, like, 60 bucks you could drop And they were well game. done. It was it was good, and a lot of people I know bought it because they really loved the game. It was well made, and the developers cashed in again on them. I mean, great. You can do that. I don't hey, have a problem. If you make good content and you can cash in on it, right. I'm not that. That's not. I'm not arguing that at all. Good for you. Go get it. Right. Now, I also Same want, with Borderlands. I also want to mention that... This is just a patent. This isn't going to happen. Like, I mean, oh, these, yeah. the, I mean, these, these companies file patents all the time. Sorry, Sony. I mean, we've seen we've seen filings all the time. It's not not saying that this is going to happen. Like a lot of times, companies will just file a patent to secure an idea or secure something that they'll use in conjunction with another patent to create what the next step will be. So everyone listening out there, we're not going to this at PS4. Like I doubt this will be a PS4 feature because like that. I I don't know. I think this is going to be something that's in the future, but just be aware that it's it's going to be a topic in the years to come. I wouldn't be surprised if they actually had a part in getting the information about the patent out to the public to test the reaction ahead of time, too, just kind of see if they would get a lot of I'm backlash. I'm sure they'll try it. It'll be like, you know, like Crystal Pepsi or something like that. You know, well, we're just going to do it, see what happens, and then, you know, blow up in your face. Well, even just, even just getting the article out about it and seeing people go apeshit might... Yeah. Might be enough for them to go. Okay, bad idea, bad idea. But Sony, I don't know, Vita, you're making some mistakes. It's so. like like Facebook, like in their privacy policy updates. People freak out and they're like, oh, whoa, 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 don't take it the wrong way. Uh, we didn't mean it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll they did. We'll see. We'll see where this goes. But I think it's time to bring back a segment that we haven't used in a while. The Devil's Advocate. Yes, our Devil's Advocate segment. It's uh, that hurt to do it this time, man. <laughs> Poor guy. Uh, a, a Reddit user um, made a some fan artwork of Assassin's Creed in China. Kind of cool. Not, I mean, nothing official. It's not they're not. He wasn't hired by these guys. It wasn't concept art, but he made some pretty incredible artwork that you can check out of just an assassin with all like the Chinese backdrops. You can be like, I'm sure you'll be Shaolin monks and doing kung fu and all that stuff. So it kind of made a little 
idea in our head that why don't we kind of discuss where we think Assassin's Creed should go. Yeah. So I'm going to take kind of the, not necessarily China, I'm, I'm going to include a little bit, but I'm going to go feudal Japan and samurai. Yeah, it oh, is feudal. Cool. It is feudal, yeah. buddy, because you're going to lose. How about you guys? So we're arguing about locations? Yeah. That's that's the devil's advocate. That's cool. I like that. <laughs> All right. I'm just going to go first because I interrupted everybody. I'm going to go a fictional land called Atlantis. Or does it exist? First of all, what? you don't know it's a fictional land. Second of all, yeah. where did you get that idea? Because I stole it. Or did <laughs> I come up with that? No, I came up with that. No, you didn't. Don't talk to me. You all right. don't, don't you look at me like that. So why Atlantis, Jack? All right. Back on track. <laughs> it's about water people. No, I, I think like... Uh, <laughs> I think Assassin's Creed uh, could use a little shake-up. Use something a little fresh. Uh, it's feeling like a little stale to me. I know they, they change locations a little bit. I don't think it's very dra- drastic. Um, with Atlantis, you're not super tied to reality. I know it has historical reality concepts, but, I mean, wouldn't it be cool just to have, like, kind of more of a fantasy type of feel? Or, let's say, you go to Atlantis, and uh, they're full of evil people. Everyone thinks they're, like, nice sea people or something like that. Well, how about he has to go back and, like, sink the whole city because they're super evil, like, ultra-watery zombies. Hey, did you ever did you ever not, get... Not, Nazi zombie-watery things. Did you ever get sea, have sea monkeys when you were a kid? Uh, do, are we creating sea people? No, like no, 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 seriously. Did you ever get, like, one of those little things sea monkeys, no, like, no, in the I mail? I had frogs. Pic- they always had the picture on the front where they had, like, all these, like, tridents, and they were swimming around yeah. and all happy. That's what I always pictured Atlantis-like, but then yeah. when you get them, they were just a little shrimp. Shrimpies. Did you like eat them? No, my eat? buddy's little brother did drink a whole bowl of them one time. Uh, it was hilarious. We dared him to do it. Didn't tell him what was in it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So Jack, so I feel like you're. I mean, I know it, it's important to note that Jack hasn't really played the Assassin's Creed games, and they just haven't really done them for him. So you kind of just want a different game. Because I mean, like I feel like you can do Atlantis right in a certain way and keep it based in reality to keep it Assassin's Creed. But from what you're saying, you kind of want just a different experience. <laughs> I, I guess you're right, because Assassin's Creed really hasn't captured my imagination. I mean, okay, you can, like, you can assassinate people. I mean, you can assassinate people, and it's cool. You can climb buildings and open up, and it's kind of a sandboxy feel, which is also nice. But, you know, I'm tired of medieval type of stuff. I guess, and let's let's mix it up. And they are they are putting in other things like a little magic and stuff like an ultra super medi- medieval weapons. Look at these cool gadgety things. So he's like Tom Clancy, but sneaky sneaking in in the medieval times. Or or I'm high. I don't know. <laughs> Jack always goes back to medieval times. What did he call medieval dishonored or something? <laughs> yeah. Crazy guy. He, used to, he found a way to get sneaky sneaking in, in like those fancy pants, too. and I don't know. I just don't go for the fancy <laughs> yeah, but pants. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna jump on the other side a little more realistic. It's kind of been talked about a little bit that feudal Japan would be such a great location for Assassin's Creed. Feudal. I mean, first of all. Last Samurai is one of my favorite movies of all time. Just putting it out there. Genji, it was before Tom Cruise went insane. I'm glad. I'm glad the Last Samurai was played by some white guy. I know, really. That was that was a weird part, but it was good. But anyway, imagine, imagine just with all. I mean, think of all the artwork and all the scenery you've seen in Japan, like Mount Fuji in the background, and all these the the pagodas shitty and the walk. samurai. You could have a shitty walk in. Yes, and it could be it could be a, a journey, a journey of the like Templars. 
and against the assassins. You could start as a samurai, and you could travel to China. You can travel to Korea. I know, I mean, a big part of it was the Mongolian invasion by Kublai Khan. I mean, there's so much history there, and you can go through the different periods of the families controlling feudal Japan and rising the ranks of the samurai. All right, wait, wait. What, what does Donkey Kong have to do with this? The oh, first part, anyway. Control your damn periods. All right, what? If it's so awesome to be in Japan, why do you have to go to Mongolia and China? Well, it'd be more... I mean, you got to take trips to Asia. I mean, so they're so you close. you to do the guy's idea that you saw the picture of. No, I, I want it to be based in China. Like, this guy, he made a, a Chinese guy with, like, Kung Fu and Shaolin. I want a samurai. I want to get that sword. I want to follow the laws uh, of Bushido. Man, it's... it's it's, it's Adam's getting, too big into like cherry blossoms, so I don't know. I keep beating you guys and all these devil's advocates. Man. What, what do you got? Yeah, what's so good about oh, your idea? Oh, what do I have? Yeah, you have the flu. <laughs> yeah, you guys have been in a room with me for a long time, so I'm pretty sure you do too. Wah, wah. Um, what do I have uh, as a location? I have ancient Egypt. And let me make my case before you jump in to try to bash it. I can see both of you just trying to tear it up. See, first of all, you guys are thinking of ancient Egypt, or you're thinking of Egypt as it looks right now, this desert region. I'm thinking of ancient Egypt about 4,000 years ago, where you had uh, feuding uh, battles between northern and southern Egypt. You had big cities, big cities, lots of uh, jungle areas, lots of uh, huge... Land. no, that's now. That's what they have now. There was no sand back then? Yeah, there was also some sand. There was a little sand. It was like three sands. There was three sands. But no, it was a very different environment. Lots of riverways, not just the Nile. Um, a lot of a lot of big green jungle areas to explore, so lots of cool wildlife to interact with. Do they have um, alpacalypses? Uh, well, eventually. Oh. <laughs> They're not there now. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you can take the, the uh, pyramids at Giza... And use those in, in puzzles as far as getting through those, like an obstacle to try to reach something, uh, you know, kind of Tomb Raider-esque. Um, but, you you know, as far as assassinating people, you could assassinate through periods of time different pharaohs. There was a lot of, of people being assassinated in that time. In fact, more and more archaeologists are finding that how many of these pharaohs actually were murdered. Um, so there's a lot of storyline you can infuse with that. I just think it would be fantastic. And in the background, the combination of the desert-type regions and the jungle and river areas with the Egyptian backdrop, would I think it would look awesome. Yeah, but you, I mean, you'd kind of really be stuck in Egypt, in a sense. And a lot of the games, like, I mean, the new new game in America, you go to different states, you go to different areas. I mean, with imagine in Japan, they're not if, that different, if, you really. could go, if you could go to China... And you could get attacked by ninjas or something. <laughs> and imagine if you go to Korea and you get attacked by kimchi. Other ninjas? <laughs> kimchi. That's yeah, Korean smell. ninjas? Yes, Korean ninjas. No, like just think no. how gorgeous. Like anything but Japanese that, you see, any scenery, all that stuff. Like it would, with, with the new graphics on the next system, you can make that just so gorgeous. But you're missing my point about ancient Egypt. There was a lot of variety. It's not like it's not barren like it is now, or it wasn't 4,000 years ago. Where's proof? Show it me was, right now. Oh, I, okay. All right, all right. We're gonna we're gonna get all scientifical and shit. Scientific. Let's do this. Um, well, but seriously, no. There's there's lots of big, huge cities. So there'd be lots of the climbing buildings and all that. But there was lots. It was very much a big jungle area. You got to remember, Egypt is on the continent of Africa. I mean, and what's in Africa? Africa's very varied. Oh, there's savannas. There's actually a lot of jungles in Africa, believe it or not. Hmm. And there's desert regions. I don't care. <laughs> Well, let's just go to Atlantis, though. I mean, no one knows that much about it, really. So you can make it whatever you want. Plato did. Plato, whatever. I don't care about your Plato. 
Like <laughs> no, I meant Play-Doh. You can make a Play-Doh Atlantis. Oh. With, like, the, the shape things? Like, oh, yeah. You can make it yourself? Absolutely. You can get a Atlantis shape with a splotch. Well, that's why it's All right, cool. fine. You know what? I'm going to change mine to Detroit. Okay. Detroit. <laughs> East, <laughs> no, that's, Cleveland. East Cleveland. That's a jungle right there. You want to talk about dangerous ground. You were talking Detroit. about variety. That's cool. But anyways. <laughs> uh, sneaking around. I must take out. All right. All right. Samurais are cool. Egyptians, I don't know. They had cats. I don't, you know, whatever. But they what about, cats. like, tridents? Egypt's a lot Trident's like cool. Egypt's a lot like Facebook, man. What? <laughs> Everybody puts up pictures of cats. Let me look at it. <laughs> and aren't we sick of all those? No. no. The, re- the reason, the reason I think I'm going to jump in again and say Japan and samurai is because the assassins follow a very strict code, and so do the samurai. So it would be a very fitting jump, and it would it would mesh very well with the universe, with the history. And it would just be such a vast history to explore. Only, like, what only would you do if, in, in only Egypt? Only Bruce Lee. You would be taking out pharaohs, guys that ruled lands. You would have pharaohs that had armies. No, I mean, like, who would you be with? Who are the assassins? Who what, are the assassins? What's your weapon? What's your special? The Egyptian uprising, man. Oh, the assassin spears. They had kick-ass bows, believe it or not. But uh, they were they were bastards with the daggers, man. Uh, and they did a lot of poisoning people. So you could sneak, try to sneak past, uh, or as Jack would say, sneaky sneak past sneaky their sneak. armies. To try to poison Cleopatra, let's say. Or, you know, maybe get her to go out on a date All right. with you. All right, you guys, hearing this, you've totally changed my answer. I honestly want to go now. Atlanta. To Australia. And ride me a kangaroo. <laughs> Good day, mate. Give me some Fosters. No, you know what? I'll go have speaking, a party. Speaking All right, of Australia. Just, just for the fact that he changed his location, Jack automatically is not eligible to win this. I win. Well. Okay. <laughs> no, that's where Atlantis is. You don't know where it's at. It could be Australia. <laughs> it's actually make whatever uh, they near want. the Bimini Islands. In, uh, You're a Bimini. Underneath Bahamas. Whatever, Jiminy Cricket. I don't want to hear it. So what do, you, what do you guys think? Do you think one of our options are the best? Obviously, Atlantis is the winner. Um, or do you guys have any better ideas? Do you agree with the China aspect or do you want to go somewhere nope. else maybe some other places in africa i know some some hints have been in Compton. brazil or anything so there's Compton. a lot of options or the other option is you don't like assassin's creed don't really care about playing and just say i don't care kind of like jack but anyway so that's our, that's our devil's advocate segment and that kind of wraps up our show so we're just going to obviously mention that we are on itunes we are on the new and noteworthy section so you can find us pretty easily just search for the gamers advocate you can like us on Facebook. Remember to find the Blue Shield. On Twitter, we are at Advocate Gamers. And we have a YouTube page that we keep putting up videos. We're going to have some dishonored footage up soon. And also, if you want to be part of the show, email us at podcast at thegamersadvocate.com. And remember, before next Monday, send us your ideas for your favorite gaming moment. Let us know what stands out to you and what sticks with you. Remember, go to Facebook, like us there, and comment below on the post we put up tonight. January 7th, and or email us at podcast at the Gamers Advocate, and you can win a $20 gift card of your choice. And and if you do win a $20 gift card, don't make it some weird secondhand shop that's in, like, Kansas City that we have to go to to get a damn gift card. Because you're not getting it. Yeah, it won't happen. Cause I'm, I'm getting, telling I'll you right now, it. that won't I'll happen. I'll get it. Don't make any comments, whatever. It's not a bribe. If you pick, you lose automatically. Right, exactly. Well, we get to choose, so if we don't like it, then tough bananas. And uh, as we fade out tonight... Um, uh, we are going to leave you with another song from my buddies in Noise Auction, Tom Klein and the crew. Uh, this is actually their newest single. Um, this is called Long Way Down. Enjoy. Yeah, so for the Gamers Advocate, I'm Adam. I'm Bill. I'm Jack. Have a good night. See you later, Ding Dong. <laughs> <laughs>